89.5 KK12 FM. Good day, listeners of KK12 FM. Thank you so much for tuning in to 89.5, your favorite frequency. This is What Is That with Asha. I hope you are staying hydrated, moisturized, and adhering to the standard operating procedures or SOPs that we have here. Washing your hands, wearing your face mask, and keeping your physical distance. That is all you need to do in order to keep yourself safe and your family safe. The numbers are looking pretty good in Sabah, but make sure to not be complacent. Make sure to still stay safe. Walaupun nampak tu nombor macam yang okay okay, sudah just stay safe until we reach zero, until we reach negative zero. Oh, boleh juga kan? But anyways, today I'm very excited to have Joey Raja again in the studio. Okay, well not again because this is actually the first time I am going to be having a guest in the studio with me. Um, since the MCO has started. If you have been listening every Sunday, you might remember Joey from the interview I had with him talking about insurance. But today, Joey is here for another reason. He'll be educating myself and all of you guys on will writing. I know we know of will writing. We've seen people writing wills, people reading out wills in movies, you know, your father's estate will be passed down onto just one of his child, and you know, all the ruckus that happens after that. So what we are going to be discussing today is the details in will writing, why you should write a will, when should you write a will, and what goes into writing a will, all the details when it comes to writing a will. And especially here in Malaysia, I don't think a lot of people, um, uh, at least, you know, the people that I know, really know anything about will writing so if you want to know more and if you want to educate yourself please do stick around with myself and mr joey raja later on in this two-hour show 5 p.m till 7 p.m right here on your favorite radio station this is kk12 fm 89.5 KK12 FM Hello everyone, welcome down to your favorite radio station. This is 89.5 KK12 FM and you're tuned into What Is That with Asha. And I'm not alone in the studio today. I'm so excited to have Joey back here in the studio. What's up Joey? <laughs> Nothing much, but yeah, it's good. <laughs> so, uh, the last time you were here, we were talking about insurance. And it was a wonderful conversation. I really enjoyed it and was really informative. But today, um, seemingly, you are actually a jack-of-all-trades. You do a lot of things. And, you know, two of them are insurance and also will-writing, which we are going, going to be talking about today. Right. And so, um, interesting stuff here. So, please, Joey, do introduce yourself, what you do, you know, what do people call you. What you do now? Okay. Eh, kali, kali. No problem. <laughs> Thank you, Asha. Um, yeah, thanks for the invite back. Um, well, again, um, Joey is the name, that short form for Joseph. Um, everybody calls me Joey. So, yeah. But anyways, coming back to what I do. Uh, yes, I am a jack of all trades, I guess. But everything, all these trades are in finance, mm. uh, in the insurance sector general insurance sector and 
estate distribution, mm-hmm. will writing. Ah, you know? okay, okay. So basically, it all forms under one big umbrella. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, that is why, it, in order for me to cater to um, my clients, mm-hmm. um, it would be easier for me to be able to do these few things. Ah. So it's a one-stop uh, counter. You know, for my clients to get help and awesome. assistance. Yeah, thank awesome, you. Awesome, awesome. So actually, the the right term for a will writer is estate distributor. Is it estate planner? Estate planner. Um, basically, yeah, we can call them will writers because whatever is known, a lot of people are very confused or mm-hmm. uh, they are very uh, unclear with what that statement of estate planner is. So mm-hmm. that's why I I hardly use it. Mm-hmm. Um, Will writers, wasiat writer, you know, mm. whatever works for them that they understand because I understand that many people are still very new yeah, to yeah. this. Mm-hmm. So how did you get into will writing? Um, good question. Estate um, planning. <laughs> estate planning. <laughs> well, it's what it was. It is a natural progression for me mm-hmm. uh, to move into it. I started insurance. I think I mentioned this in the last session, right. uh, 16 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, life insurance and takafu, um, but. As of the last five six years, uh, I've gotten into uh, will writing, estate mm-hmm. planning. You know, mm-hmm. uh, why? Because I realize um, that my clients, some of them, after making some death claims and stuff, right, mm-hmm. f- uh, for my clients, I realized that my duty was not just to guide them when it comes to insurance, but to explain to the families why, how, those monies mm-hmm. to be distributed. Mm-hmm. You know, according to their families, the uh, the deceased wish. Mm-hmm. You know, right. so I really believe that um, if there's no planning in place for estate, your estate, mm-hmm. you know, or in Malay, harta pusaka. Right. You know, uh, I really believe it's going to be a very tough time mm-hmm. because uh, insurance and creating wealth investments are, mm-hmm. are are one thing, but how to distribute it at the end. You know, although it's a hard topic for some, you know, pantang they call it, right? Right. right. Uh, but it, it, for me, in my work, I really believe, and people need to understand that you have to look at it. It is not. It shouldn't be a pantang, mm. because if you think of it as a pantang, your family and your next of kin mm-hmm. will suffer. Yeah, it's so weird how everyone will experience death, um, but it's still a taboo. You correct, know, it's, correct. It's really strange. But so you got into will writing because you wanted to um, complete. Every single need that your client needs. Correct. So that's that's pretty awesome. Um, but one of my friends, one of my colleagues, he actually when I was telling him about will writing, kan, he wondered, "Wow, do you need like a do you need a degree to actually go into will writing? Yeah. Do you need like uh you know some sort of educational background?" Um, the answer is no, actually. Um, oh. The answer is no because um nowadays uh, maybe before okay maybe before mm-hmm. um where you needed a lawyer. You know, even my father and my mom uh, actually went to their lawyer to get a simple will done. Mm. Uh, but lawyers, this is not their certain lawyers. This is not their forte. Mm-hmm. You know, so they do a basic will and that's it. But it, if you look at it in a bigger picture nowadays, um, we have so many trustee companies, so many companies out there right now mm-hmm. that actually provide this. And if you do, let's not go too far, Amana Raya is a government link agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, they take care of. Uh, all the harta pusaka estates ah, of those okay, are okay. not being claimed and all that stuff. Um, they also have their own will writers as well, mm. and we don't know about it. When I before I joined uh, the estate planning side of it, I I too was a bit oblivious to ah, all that. Bingong, you know. bingong. Yeah, you know. So, uh, but I realized it's there. It's just that people are maybe not looking hard enough. Yeah, yeah. And you do not need a will uh, a lawyer to do it. You can go through a third party or another another gateway, which is 
trustee companies like uh-huh. Rockwells, okay. uh, Public. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Public Bank has a trustee company as uh-huh. well. They call it Public Trustees. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all these things, they are all there. So mm. you don't need to be a will writer. Uh, okay. You don't. You don't mean to be a lawyer to get or to write will. Yeah, because a lot of people will assume, young. Okay, you need to hire a lawyer in order to write a will. Right. Um. But uh, that's really interesting to know. So what's the difference between you know a solicitor or a lawyer and also uh, a, a will writer? Sure. Um. In basic terms, right? I mean, go down to the basics. Mm-hmm. Basically, we need lawyers. We need. We do need the legal part of it to get the will done. Mm-hmm. Right. So they are important. Yes. Uh. The will writers will basically, uh, I would say, the middlemen mm-hmm. who actually go to the client, get their instructions, advise them on basic stuff. Mm-hmm. On the first thing I would do, like for example, would be advise them on listing down their assets. Mm. What do you have to give away? Mm. What do you have that you want to distribute? Mm-hmm. So, like a property and so on and so forth, bank accounts, which bank. You know, so when they list it down, do they have to give you like the proper, um, the proper papers for all of those things? Um, in real, you don't. Mm. You do not need to. Okay. All you need to do is provide information. Okay. If you want to provide account numbers and so on and so forth, you can as well. Mm-hmm. Because certain people want to distribute their estate or their bank accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, to different parties. Ah, okay. Because you may have more than one. You right, know what right. I mean. So you want to provide one account. Or you want to instruct the, uh, in your will, one account goes to one family member mm. and the other one goes to another, then you can provide the exact account numbers. But okay. you don't need uh, documents and so on to uh. actually uh, write your will. Ah, so in terms of, uh, back to the question just now, so lawyers, what what is the, what are their parts? Lawyers are important, very important. Um, they basically need, I would say, I call it vetting. They mm-hmm. need to vet, they have to go through, make sure everything in the, 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 the will that you that will write this right mm-hmm. is legally uh, defined uh, and jalan lah. correct. Mm. You know they are important. So mm-hmm. um, so they work together. They work together. Definitely mm. work together. So it's not like okay, you can pick to go to will writer or you can pick to go to a lawyer. It's basically like you know you you need both or can you just go to one? You can go to finish? a will writer and finish because oh. why most will writers, of course, you must make sure that you go to a will writer that is. That is licensed. Legit lah. Legit lah. <laughs> you don't simply go to anybody, can? Right, right. So you must go to a will writer that is legit. Mm-hmm. Um, like for example, Rockwell's franchisees. Mm-hmm. They are they go on through extensive trainings and so on so forth. Mm-hmm. They get licensed and they can write wills. Okay. But again, after writing the will, it sh- it will go to Rockwell's and mm-hmm. they have their their panel right, of right. Law- legal team or their li- lawyers to mm-hmm. go through it and vet. You know, okay. and uh, and that's why we work hand in hand together. Awesome! So we'll be back f- for more with Joey right here on KK Twelve FM. Stick around, guys. Eighty nine point five KK Twelve FM. Good day, everyone. The number is zero one six nine seven one seven five one five. If you if you would like to join in on the conversation or give your opinion, once again zero one six nine seven one seven five one five. This is what is that with Asha. I'm sure we have all heard about wills, but how does it actually work? Well, today we have Mr. Joey Raja here in the studio to help us understand more about wills. Hello, Joey. Hello again. 
So Joey, I want to ask you, what is a will and how does it work? And in a, in Malay lah kan, kita mulakan dengan Melayu dulu. Mm-hmm. Dalam Melayu, apa maksud will? Eh, apa definisi will? Well, oh, so you only speak Malay now. Huh? Uh, tidak okay. payah, tidak payah. <laughs> okay, in Malay, uh, in uh, in Malay, will is known as wasiat, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so basically, wasiat is and wills, mm-hmm. uh, their intention is on wealth distribution, mm. estate distribution. Mm-hmm. So whatever, what is estate? Well, first of all, what is an estate? Um, an estate for an individual is whatever they've built over their life. Ah, okay. So before this kind, I thought estate, okay. Before, I thought estate was like, kalau kau ada kebun ka. It's part of it. It's part <laughs> right, of it. Right. So basically, but it also encompasses a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, property is one. So your kebun, your land, mm. your dusun, whatever you want to call that is part of your, if you hold a title to it, mm-hmm. you know, that is part of your estate, your property. You, If you own homes and commercial properties, you own a bank account. Uh-huh. So that's uh, an estate. That's part of your estate. Uh-huh. So, So whatever is in your name that you've built and you've gotten over your life, uh, it's yours. Mm. Even for that matter, even the rings on your 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 fingers and your necklaces are all part of your estate. Huh. Your ownership, basically everything you own. Okay, so off air just now, can you mention yang wasiat ni lain actually? Because wasiat is um, for Muslims, while will is, you know, it encompasses everything. Actually, it's the same thing. Mm. Wasiat and wills for Muslims and non-Muslims, the definition is the same thing. It's mm-hmm. basically distribution of your assets, right. estate, to your next of kin, mm-hmm. right? Next of uh, your family members, uh-huh. okay, that you love. Um, but the thing is, for Muslims mm-hmm. uh, and non-Muslims, the distribution is slightly different uh. because the for the Muslims. I'll keep it very general here mm-hmm. um, because I don't want to confuse anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the best thing to do is to sit down with your will writer in the future and ask more questions. Yes. But to be very general, uh, for Muslims, it's slightly different because they follow the Sharia law. Mm. And that's what they call a Farite Distribution uh-huh. Act. Okay? So basically, uh, for non-Muslims, it's slightly simpler. Mm-hmm. All right? I would say slightly simpler, less complicated. Mm. Uh, for Muslims... There is a few more things to know, right? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but in 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 to answer your question, it is actually the same thing. All right. Yeah. So the definition is the same. So do you think everyone needs to write a will? I really believe now that I've learned and understand <laughs> how it works, mm-hmm. everybody needs a will or wasiat done. Huh? And why do you think so? Why? Because. Can you imagine if you have, um, and this is, this is what people never think about. So I want them to actually think about it now. Hopefully you're listening to me, and it's very very <laughs> important. Um, I believe it's really important because when someone passes away, the act of getting all their assets and given and giving it to the next of kin, the family members, mm-hmm. is very difficult. If there's no proper instruction, mm. you know what I mean. Yes. Astra- instruction. Last, the last will and testament is what they call it. Mm-hmm. Is very very important for understanding what your wishes are mm-hmm. after you leave this world. Mm. Because the problem with not having a will is your next of kin can it can create a lot of arguments. Like it can risk. create a lot of. Delays in mm. funds, especially if your family needs the funds immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, if so, if there's a will, it will be quicker. Mm-hmm. If there's no will, 
it can take years. So you're trying to say if there's a will, there's a way. There's a will, there's a way. <laughs> Much better way. Uh, so if you have nothing la, on your name, like you have you have nothing at all, can, yeah. do, you, do you still need to write a will? But Asha, I have to correct you. When you say nothing, everybody mm-hmm. has something. Right, that's true. I'll give you true. an example. Do you have a bank account? Yes. Then you are then you are some then you have something mm. to give away. So walaupun apa-apa saja, yes. you can just still give it away. Marato, like even your clothes begitu, can you put it in your will? Uh well, <laughs> you can if it's a special kind of clothes. Mm. Baju, tap tap but tapi you shouldn't lah. Don't waste uh, the clothes because remember you also get charged for right, every clothes. Right, that's true. That's true. So if it's like dari nenek saya punya nenek punya nenek punya baju lah kan, so that oh, you that? should put in the will. Yeah, yeah, of course. If it's a, a family heirloom, mm. uh, something that your family is your family is passes down through right, tra- right. you know in tradition to mm-hmm. pass it down, then you need to have that in your will, I guess. Awesome, awesome. So I want to ask you a quick one here: Is there a legal age or any requirements to write a will in Malaysia, and is it expensive? To write a will Can you like DIY a will Okay You can DIY your will actually uh-huh. Just like write it on your own You can But uh, You didn't you, Again you have to go Through the legal process mm-hmm. The lawyers need to be pre- There And you need to get witnesses And mm. so on and so forth So um, So that is in the requirements Also lah kan Yeah, yeah Definitely mm. Because in order to get a, a proper will You need to have a few things mm-hmm. You have to have Your will instructions you need to make sure that it's written properly. Lawyers, legal team needs to be in, mm-hmm. you know, vetting it. Of course, you also need two witnesses. Mm-hmm. And the two witnesses must not be a part of the will. They right. cannot be beneficiaries of the will. Mm. So again, all these things are, are important when writing a will. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, you can DIY it. Yes. Um, but the thing is, there's a uh, just be careful, mm. but there's sites. There are websites there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you actually Google "do your own will" or something like that, they'll give you, uh, they'll give you a template, mm-hmm. right? But again, if you don't know the legal process, mm. and a lot of people do this, right? They don't understand completely what they can do. Right. So that's why you always need some kind of guidance. That is why you not, it's always best to consult a will writer because they will not only write the will; they will mm-hmm. give you advice mm. on what can happen, what cannot happen, mm-hmm. what you can do, what will be better. So you need this kind of advice when actually writing your, your will. Mm. Basic will can be done. It's not expensive to answer your next question. Mm-hmm. It is not expensive. Cool, cool. So it, it can range from what? 400 ringgit, 200 ringgit. Uh-huh. All, uh, That's pretty reasonable. It's pretty unreasonable depending on uh, how many clauses you have in your will, how many instructions, let, let me mm-hmm. put it that way, how many instructions you have on your will. Uh, and how complicated the instructions are. Mm. You know what I mean? So the prices range and it can go as low as 250, 200 ringgit um, uh, uh, for a will to, i seen a will going as high as 20,000 ringgit. So would you say that the more um, the more there is to your estate, gun, the higher the price would be? The more complicated your estate is, the mm-hmm. more things you have. Not really, because you can you can lump up everything and give it to one person. Uh-huh. So, it, but the people. But if you want to give like this to this person, that to this person, that would take more. That would take a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I won't say it cost you a leg, arm and a leg. Mm-hmm. It's just that um, there'll be more instructions. But what would make the wheels cost more would be things like trust, amanah they call it. Mm-hmm. You know, in Malay, uh, trust is something else, uh, whereby. It actually over or supersedes the will. Okay. Yeah, but I tell you what, I'll um let me, uh, what thing one thing I'll do is this. Okay, uh, maybe I can explain this now. Mm-hmm. When 
when you write a will, when you write a will, you need uh, basically to know that you need a, a will writer there. You make sure that you know your two uh, witnesses, right? Your two witnesses, who they are, right? For Muslims, they need two male testate, uh, two male witnesses. Huh? Only males can be witnesses, okay? For the Muslim uh, wasiat, right? But uh, apart from that, you need so need to know what is will writing and also trust, because trust. I won't go into detail now, but trust is basically something that everybody should know about. Mm. And uh, since we're talking about wills here, I will urge everybody out there listening to when you meet your will writer in the future, ask them about trust. Mm, okay, know? so let's talk about trust later. And also one thing you mentioned about the witnesses after this, guys. So do stay tuned. You're listening to KK12 FM. Oh yeah! Kita sedang mendengar KK12 FM 89.5! Good day, listeners of KK12 FM. Please do follow us on our social media sites. We are on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and also TikTok. Type in KK12 FM on that search bar and you will find us there. If you are just tuning in, just to catch you up on things, we're talking about will writing today or um, in more... Uh, in a term yang lebih tepat lah kan estate planning oh, and we have Joey here with us to help us on this topic so Joey on the last set you were talking about how when you're writing wills you need witnesses and so you know this might seem like an obvious questions, question but why are witnesses important and why do you need like more than one witness why right. why can't you just have one um well Witnesses are very important in completing the will, um, because there are cases. There are cases before uh, I believe, right, based on what I've heard, is when a person is about to leave, mm-hmm. right, uh, depart us, the, the earth. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, they are sometimes in a state of unsound mind. Okay. Uh, so. The witnesses are very important because they make sure that when at the time of writing your will, that everything is done in a correct state, and mm. they are witness to the uh, the um, the testator. They call it the person is writing the will mm-hmm. uh, that they are in sound mind and they and everything is clear. Because because if needed, when they actually go to court, because the process is this: if someone passes away and they have a will. The first person that comes into play would be whoever the the person that wrote the will uh, appoints as a test uh, ex- executor, mm-hmm. okay, or in Malay wasi. Ah. So so they already appointed this wasi or executor mm-hmm. in the will, and when you when the executor needs to go to the courts mm-hmm. to obtain what they call a letter or a grant of probate. Okay. Okay, so at this point of time. Uh, I believe uh, what I've learned is sorry is that the the the, the legal team there or the, or the court will ask okay can you bring in the witnesses mm. if it's challenged sometimes there are ch- people challenging the yeah, will yeah. and all that right mm-hmm. they're not happy with what the the will the will states mm-hmm. or how much they get so they can they can challenge the will but if the witnesses are called on 
and they say that oh the person that wrote the will was in sound mind and these are his 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 mm-hmm. or hers instruction then very difficult to challenge mm. so that's why the witnesses are very important ah yeah. okay okay so is there a rule like who can or cannot stand as witness to your will there there are some rules um basically number 1 is only if you are not a beneficiary of anything in the will mm-hmm. you can be a witness oh yeah. okay so okay. if you are if you are a beneficiary and you are a witness mm-hmm. it nullifies or yeah. voids the will macam tidak logik kan yeah. like it would seem as if like hmm it's very conflicting yeah, yeah? so that's why um you need to be someone that is a third party nothing to do with uh, mm-hmm. uh benefiting from that estate mm-hmm. of that will uh Then you can be a witness. Can it be someone that you don't know at all? Yeah, you like can. Like a stranger. I mean, yes, you can actually, as long as it's a third party and uh, they know that they witness you signing the will and mm-hmm. you are in sound mind and all that. Yeah, you can if you have to. Yes. So, what are the other requirements that you need when writing a will? Like besides, you know, having a witness, uh, make sure that you ask your will writer about trust. Right. Um, what What else do we have besides that? I think the most important thing is, uh, hopefully, your will writer will instruct you. Oh, not hopefully, they will, but they will give you a proper uh, uh, structure to writing your will. Because the first thing I would do is before I even write any will, mm-hmm. right? I is ask them, can you list down? Take your time to list down all your assets. Ah. Um, your cars, your your properties, your land, your your bank accounts, mm-hmm. your anything that you need to distribute that's under your name. Please list it down because sometimes they may forget what they have. Mm. So it's very important to list all these down. You know, mm-hmm. uh, before you even start writing your will. Ah. Number two is, uh, know who your beneficiaries are. Mm-hmm. Because you need to have a list of your beneficiaries, right? Uh, and you need your name, the names, and full and the IC numbers, and mm. all this in place before a will can be written. Ah, you know okay, what I mean. Okay, so right. you need to identify your beneficiaries. Mm. So if you if you're on, you know, kalau macam kau tengah nazak lah kan, and then you suddenly decide. To write a will. Okay, I apologize. Uh, What is nazak? Ah, uh, nazak is like when you're in your deathbed. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so if you're in your death deathbed lah, kan, and then <laughs> baru kamu decide untuk write a will, can you actually do that? You can. Um, as long as you're in sound mind. You are right. As mm-hmm. long as the witnesses are present and you are in sound mind, mm-hmm. you're fine. Awesome. So there's so much more I want to ask you, Joey. But we'll do that later on on the next next set. So do stick around. You're listening to Kick It Twelve FM. Wow! This is Kick It Twelve FM eighty nine point five. Good day everyone Pusat mediasi COVID-19 Jabatan Perdana Menteri menjemput orang ramai dan syarikat yang terlibat dengan pertikaian akibat COVID-19 untuk melayari laman sesawang www.pmc19.gov.my bagi mendapatkan maklumat berkaitan khidmat pengantaraan atau mediation huh. Huh. 
And we are back. Thank you so much for tuning in till the second hour of my show here. What is that with Asha? But it's not just Asha here in the studio. We have Joey. Hey, Joey. Hello. So just to catch you guys up, we are talking about will writing today or estate planning, which I learned is the actual term for will writing or the you know al- alternative term for will writing. And there's so much I want to ask you, Joey, but some of the, the ones young, you know, that goes around my head all the time is, you know, say someone close to you, like your parent, um, passed away, leave, leaving a will, leaving a will. What is the process that takes place after that? I think you explained a little bit just now. Correct. Mm, about the executioner. Executioner. Uh, executioner. <laughs> executor. Uh, executor. Oh my goodness. Executioner. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's <funny>. terrible. <laughs> That's okay. Let's just forget about that. Okay. So what what is the okay. process? The process is this: if once some, uh, once um, someone passes away, mm-hmm. if they have a will, uh, the first thing would be to notify the uh, executor. Mm, the okay? executor, not the ex- executioner. Not guys. the executioner. Okay, <laughs> um, but the executor needs to executor needs to know. And what happens next is the executor, or the wasi mm. in Malay. Um, needs to go and get a few things done. Mm. For example, death certificate, right? Mm. Death certificate. After getting the death certificate, the will in order, right? Then they have to go roughly, uh, the next thing would be to go to, to, uh, to the court, to court, mm-hmm. okay? To go and obtain the grant of probate. Mm. Because the grant of probate is basically the key to retrieving all the deceased um Assets. Mm-hmm. So the bank account, the money in the bank accounts, the property, mm. the, so on and so forth. What they will do is they will accumulate everything and keep it, in generally, keep mm-hmm. it for them, keep it under their name right. or in a trust, uh, in, in trust, mm-hmm. okay? And basically, the next thing that happens, right? The next thing that happens is to notify the beneficiaries, who mm-hmm. are the beneficiaries and so on and so forth. Okay. But the most important thing an, of a, a duty of an executor is actually to pay off all their taxes. They have to liaise. Huh. They have to liaise with uh, LHDN, LHDN, okay. Lembaga Hasil, mm-hmm. okay, uh, to uh, to go and handle all the unpaid taxes, the back taxes, if ah, any. Okay. So imagine this. Can you imagine uh, the duty of going to meeting LHDN, checking on all the uh, taxes, whether paid up to date mm-hmm. or not? Sometimes some people do leave certain things over the years mm-hmm. and not pay certain things right, and hide right. certain things. It happens, yeah? Oh my goodness. So <laughs> if LHDN will check, everything's okay. Mm-hmm. If there's any debts or we are any owings to them, executor mm-hmm. has to take their money that he accumulated mm-hmm. the assets right and pay off this this ah, this thing this okay. uh, this debt or this utang they have with mm-hmm. LHDN that's one ah. number two before they get the beneficiaries even get the money they have to pay up all utang utang yeah, hutang hutang yang uh-huh. the deceased left for example any they have to check on whether there's any loans with any banks, mm. uh, car loan, house loans, any outstanding things from mm-hmm. you know that that they owe, uh, that the deceased owes, mm-hmm. and if there's enough. So the beneficiaries have to pay that or estate, the estate money of the of the, the deceased. Correct. Oh, okay. So if once the person passes away, all that thing, all the money and assets accumulated, mm-hmm. executor will actually have to pay off all these first, right? Mm-hmm. 
And if there's any extra, it goes to the beneficiaries. Oh, okay. So how would they divide it? Like, uh, they would just take it a- all out? According to whatever is di- uh, instructed in the will, mm-hmm. right? Um, and... Uh, and basically, uh, if it's not in, if it's a very general, because again, in the will it states that who gets what, mm-hmm. right? So the executor will pay uh, will give the balance to them and so uh, on and so forth. Okay. But again, sometimes not everybody has enough money in their estate to pay off all these debts. Yeah. So how would they actually right? pay so it off? So that's a very good question. Uh, if there's enough money in the estate, mm-hmm. right? Depending on when you write the will. Uh, the the will the, the person that the, the the testator or the person that is instructing on the on the will writing mm-hmm. the, um, must decide whether they want to pay off all using the estate money uh-huh. or not. Okay. If there's not enough money in the estate to pay it up, then what happens is, for example, I'll give you an example. Say the the deceased has a house loan which covers they puts a roof over the family's head, mm. right? And there's a the loan is a hundred uh, two hundred thousand remaining in that loan. Mm. So what happens now is the estate only has a hundred thousand ringgit. Right. So they can instruct in the will not to pay it up. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the only way that they will keep the house is if they con- the families continue uh, to pay for it. Okay. Okay. But but the problem also lies there because they don't own the home. Mm. You know what I mean? Because it's not paid up, the yeah. bank owns it. Oh, okay. So the only way they can sell the house later or transfer it over to the next of kin mm-hmm. if is is it, if they pay correct. off their correct. Wow, Susanya. That's why that's why they need to use will writing mm. together, plan it together with life insurance. Right. So that when a deceased passes away, there's there's enough money from the insurance to pay up. All these debts, mm. and you know wow, what I mean. Yes, yes. And that, therefore, it will leave your families debt free with a, a with a house transferred to them in their mm-hmm. name already, and there's no problems with uh, paying up the bank and so on so forth. Wow, this is making me feel like um, I've been living my life really irresponsibly. <laughs> you know what, uh, Asha? That, uh, what you just said, mm-hmm. I won't say that you are irresponsible. Mm-hmm. If you're saying that you are, I'm not saying you are. Mm-hmm, okay, but. <laughs> Because of the lack of understanding and mm-hmm. uh, knowings of how it works, mm. people fail to plan. Yes. That is why it is so important to allow your financial advisor or your consultant or your will writer and your insurance guy to come to you together to start planning this mm. properly. Right. Especially if you are the breadwinner of the family and you own many assets that's going to be passed on to your next of kin, mm-hmm. you need to sit down with them. Yeah, so one last one here um, before we move on to the next one. Where will your assets go if you fail to oh, write a will? Very good question. If you fail to write a will, uh, your as your assets will be held until your family because if there's no will, mm-hmm. your family has to appoint an executor. Mm-hmm. So uh, the family has to find out who is capable of handling all this. So they have to have a discussion, mm. come up with a name of an executor, mm-hmm. appoint somebody. This executor has to go to court. Right. Okay. Again. <laughs> Again, to go and get instead of the grant of probate mm-hmm. with a will, mm-hmm. if you have a will, because when there's no will, you have to go. The executor that they appoint will have to go to court to apply for letter of administration. All right. 
Now, that will take a long time as well because mm -hmm. one, you have to appoint, one, you have to appoint somebody and you have to bring them, you go to court and get this letter, you know. So it's going to be a hassle and your assets will be held in hanging state, in a hanging state uh -huh. until this is all done. Okay, okay. So like automatically, um, if you actually, if it's actually granted to you, there's a percentage of like maybe like half would go to your parents, half would go to your children. Is there something like that? Oh, yes. There is a, what they call a distribution act. Mm -hmm. If there's no wills in place, there is a, a distribution act in place. Ah. Government sets up an act. The only thing with that is... It takes a long time. It takes a longer time. Mm -hmm. Two, you may not want to give this, the next, this person... Ah, okay, okay, okay. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. So, everybody Betul. in your next of kin, it could be your... Like, your, you don't deserve it. Yeah, you don't deserve it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, you, you won't get a proper distribution according to the, per, the deceased mm -hmm. wishes. Right. You know what I mean? Right. That's why it's a lot of people fight. There's so mm -hmm. many arguments because sometimes... Sometimes it goes to the people that you don't want to get. Yes, very true, very true. Very interesting stuff right here. Well, we'll move on to the next set later on. So, do stick around. You're listening to Kick It 12 FM. <laughs> Don't swipe left, but keep swiping up on us right here on KK12 FM. Hello, and we are back right here with What Is That? With myself, Asha, and also Joey in the studio. Hello, Joey. Hey. So, uh, going with, you know, uh, writing on the, uh, the previous set just now, we were talking about what would happen if you had a will and what's the process after that, but also what would happen if you did not have a will. And you were saying that it's almost the same thing. It's just that when the executor <laughs> uh, goes to court, they take another another letter an, another type of letter Correct. but then there's something else that happens after that and something else that goes into it can you please explain more on that please yeah when you don't have a will um, apart from your family appointing their own executor mm -hmm. to go to court and get the letter of administration mm -hmm. when they go to court they the court will ask them the executor you must provide or can you provide or will you provide <laughs> two sureties? Right. So what is a surety? Sureties are basically guarantors mm -hmm. of the estate. What do they do? Okay, good question. Now, um, the sureties are basically two people, not beneficiaries, who are in, in value-wise, asset value, the same as the deceased. Okay, so let me rephrase that. Mm -hmm. um, so basically, you need someone who is not in your will. So usually the people who are in your will is your siblings, your parents, and all of those people. Can So you need people who are not in the will to be your beneficiaries. No, uh, let me correct that. Uh, not your beneficiaries, to be your... Uh, what's Charities. The word for Charities, yes. Charities, yes. Uh, guarantors. Uh, but actually, because you don't have a will... Mm -hmm. They are your next of kin. So, nobody in your next of kin... Ah, oh, yes. Uh, nobody in your next of kin can be a charity. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, your kids, your your mom, your dad, uh, your siblings, mm -hmm. uh, if, they are, if they are part of this, uh, this distribution act, mm -hmm. they cannot be your guarantor or charity. Uh -huh. So, you need to find a third party that has an equivalent value okay. as the deceased. Right, right. So, if the deceased is worth... A million ringgit in value, bank money-wise, assets accumulated, all the value of it is a million ringgit. Mm -hmm. You have to find two people to be guarantors of this estate, and they must be worth the same amount 
of one million. And how would well. they actually find those people? They have to hunt. Yang yang sanggup buat begitu. They have to hunt. <laughs> is is there actually like people who specialize in doing that? Um, are there actually? I people? don't think there are people specialized <laughs> like, in being I guarantors. Be, I want to be a guarantor for people. Just oh no, I, nobody wants to be a guarantor <laughs> for anybody because the guarantor's uh, obligation is this: mm-hmm. if the executor that the family appoints, mm-hmm. right? Uh, cannot fulfill or they do something wrong and they lose money or they they squander money mm. you know what i mean they mm-hmm. they churi churi do it ka whatever gun mm-hmm. the guarantors have to replace this money okay they are get basically promising the family that don't worry if anything happens to the executor i will cover i will pay for it that that sounds like an impossible job exactly that is why that is why not having a will mm-hmm. is going to create So much of problems. And if what happens if the executor can could not find uh, people who you know would be the, um, and that's where you get uh, uh, basically estate distribution mm-hmm. for the people who have no wills stuck. Ah. They get stuck, and then it. The, in, do you know, Asha, that there is about six? If I'm not mistaken, this amount is about sixty billion mm-hmm. in unclaimed estate. What? In Malaysia, this mm-hmm. is this is a true fact, yeah. Okay. Um, that there are a huge amount of in billions, yeah, mm-hmm. that is unclaimed. Okay. Because the deceased didn't have a will, <gasps> and the families cannot source the right executor. They have mm-hmm. they have problems getting the letter of administration because mm-hmm. of there's no sureties, there's no guarantors, mm. right? Um, basically, these are the problems that entail so, yang berlaku jika tiada Will mm, so in order to get that letter of uh, administration, you must have sureties. Yes, the court will ask what? for all this. What? Yes. So what? Okay, so that's super super complicated. So in order to move on, they need to have all this in place. Mm. So it's important to write a will just so ni benda tidak gantung. Exactly. If you don't have a will, that thing macam almost certainly won't keluar. I mean. I would say most certainly it just takes a long time. Mm. I've heard of stories where it takes up to 10 years, 12 years to right. get the 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 benefit beneficiaries mm-hmm. what they deserve. Right. The, the reason I said like almost certainly can because in my head can macam almost certainly there's no one who would actually volunteer to become Fair enough. You know, uh, nobody wants to be a guarantor. Yeah, a guarantor. Yeah. Unless maybe you promise, like, okay, my my father's assets is is worth five million. I would give you five percent of that if you uh, become agree. agree to become the, yeah, the it guarantor. Happens. It happens. Hmm. It happens. Okay. So, but then the risk of it is that okay, if kalau ada papa yang belum terbayar, you would have to be the one who would be paying that off. If the executor didn't do a good job mm. and they squander, they churika, whatever you need. Because remember, the executor holds uh, a lot of power. Mm. The, they call it the wasi in Malay. Mm-hmm. These people hold the, a lot of power when it comes to to uh, keeping and what they do with the, with the, with the money they, have, they hold temporarily mm-hmm. until they distribute. So it's based on trust. All oh, yeah. It's based on trust. For when you get an executor, Is there like a lot of cases um, of executors, you know, just squandering money yes. or doing these things? Yes, wow. a lot. Uh, many stories around the world. Um, mm. How people pass away and uh, they they become the executor, mm. you know, 
and they hold the money and not distribute the money. They use the money for mm. their own personal uh, uh, benefits. You know what I mean? Mm. So that is why choosing the right executor mm-hmm. and uh, doing your will and appointing the right executor and making sure everything is distributed accordingly, according to your wish, the person's wish, mm-hmm. is very important. Right. So an executor, can it be someone from your family? Or can it be like, does it have to be like an official person who has the title of, you know, I'm, exe- I'm an executor? Very good question. It can be somebody from your family. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I always tell my uh, clients, my family members as well, when they write up their will, mm-hmm. is even for my wife and I, mm-hmm. uh, I am not the executor of her estate and she is not of mine. Right. Because the headache that an executor, although they are, although they are honest people, mm-hmm. right, they have the power and they need to go and get a lot of things done. Mm. And sometimes, no matter how smart I feel I am, mm-hmm. I'm still a lousy executor. <laughs> so what I need to do is, I need to actually hire or uh, appoint a proper executor. And that mm. is why I always advise my clients to look for a trust company, right. uh, or, or a trustee company to become an executor because they, they have the know-how and experience mm-hmm. and the legal backing to actually go and get this sorted. Right. And they will give you audited reports on what and where they spend their money. Ah, that's good. Yes. That's good. So, but the most important thing right here is to write that will, guys, and go find out your assets. I think that's the, the most important part of this conversation right here. Well, we'll be back after this. You're listening to KK12 FM. This is KK12 FM, home to your favorite music. <laughs> 89.5 KK12 FM, you're tuned in to What Is That with Asha on your favorite frequency. What's up, guys? So, Joey, let's just dive right into the question here. What would render a will invalid? Good question. Another good question. Um, if you write a will and uh, you have to keep a physical copy, Correct. Mm-hmm. So, the thing is with keeping your own copies of your own will in at home mm. or a safety deposit box and all that, it's quite risky because what will nullify the will or what will void the will is if you keep it and store it in the wrong place. Oh, actually, that's one of the questions I wanted to ask you. So, right. where should you keep your will? Okay. okay. So let's go with that first, yeah. and then we go with uh, you know what would render it invalid. Sure. So one is when you keep it in the wrong place. When you keep it in the wrong place, mm-hmm. um, and you don't store it properly because you can keep it for years, correct? Mm. It's not going to be used in hopefully never, but mm. but eventually after years of keeping it in a in a in, a, in storage in a book uh, bo- in a book uh, what do you call that in your library in the house uh-huh. and all that stuff. Sometimes <laughs> it uh, the conditions of the environment also affect. The, the words, the, what do you call that? The mm, printing, right. you know? So, if, if for any reason your will is not readable, certain words are not readable, mm. it can be deemed null and void. Wow, so sunny. So, you can spend all the time writing a will, but if you don't keep it and store it properly, uh, mm. it's, it's not going to be used in court. They cannot, mm. they can nullify it. Man, so where should you keep it? Okay, um, you should keep it um, because certain co- companies like um, Rockwheels, let's, let's talk about Rockwheels. Rockwheels mm-hmm. has a very special safe 
Mm-hmm. Within their building, they have a very special vault safe. Right. Okay, where it's dehumidified. That's the word for it. It's proper. Uh, it's a proper like, environment right, for it. Yeah. The, the oxygen Correct. is not humid. So, right? mm. so they can keep. They'll keep it there, store it there under very uh, temperature, good temperature, and so on and so forth, mm-hmm. and it'll be safe. So if you don't have like if you're not under a company, where else can you keep it? Like personally. Well. Well, to my experience, if you keep it in a very in in a, in, in in a drawer, in a drawer <laughs> is fine. But make sure it's it's it, it, the temperature. Sometimes it's all hu- uh, humidity as well, mm-hmm. yeah, especially in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I will I will you know sometimes when you open a booklet after so long a book, yeah, yeah. the words get stuck to pages mm. and and the pages oh, get yeah. stuck. Yeah, so itu bahaya, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, and it's not it's a very serious thing because if you cannot read the will, oh certain things are very important vital pieces of information in mm-hmm. the will. In court, they will not accept it. Right, so right. So keep it in a in at home if you want to safety deposit box if you can. Mm-hmm. But the best thing to do is keep it with a, a, a entity that can store it properly. Yes, you right. Know? So what else will render a will invalid besides that? Tampering. Mm-hmm. Uh, if uh, if basically if there's tampering of the will, because some people are unhappy with the will, there are cases where um, the next of kin. Knows that the deceased has the will, mm-hmm. but when they open the will, it is not to their liking. Uh-huh. So they want to tamper with it and stuff. So anything written on it, any mistake they want to alter, all mm-hmm. this can be can render it uh, null and void as so well. So what if, uh, like, how would someone know if it's tampered with? Like, if there's writings on it? Oh, for sure. That that could be one signature, oh. forging of signatures and mm. stuff. If witnesses are there. Again, that's why witnesses are called on on mm. uh, to to court sometimes right. to confirm. Sometimes not not that they will remember, uh-huh. but sometimes just to get mm-hmm. you know certain information from the witnesses. So if actually like the person who wrote the will, young piggy temper with it, would it not uh, would it void it? Oh, well? if the person that wrote the will temper or I mean, rather like, creates yeah. any changes to it by using writing, mm-hmm. uh, I'm for I'm know for sure that's also tempering as well, and ah. it could be deemed null and void. So don't simply. Tulis sini, tulis sana. Ah, okay, you know? okay, okay. Yeah. So that is all, is it? That's all. That's actually two things, uh, two few things that uh, will render it null and void. Mm-hmm. You know. So let's talk about a sensitive topic right here. One question that I constantly hear when it comes to this topic uh, is that if one were to convert to to become a Muslim, uh, whilst their children are not Muslims, will their children still be eligible to actually receive their assets? That is also another good question because I've personally myself I've met a few people in that situation where mm-hmm. the mother converted, mm. uh, remarried, converted. Yeah, she has two uh, elder kids mm-hmm. um, from a previous marriage. From a previous marriage, um, they did not convert to um, Islam. So what happens is when the mum writes her will, mm-hmm. um, a wasiat. All right. Her, her assets cannot go to anyone that is not Islam, mm. a Muslim. So just a clari- clarification here: you are a will writer that spe- uh, specializes in both um, non-Muslim and also Muslim punya uh, wasiat. Bu- wasiat yeah. Yes. Yeah. So this actually happens. So what can they do if that happens? Like, can the children actually still claim right. it and all of that? So basically, in order for that not to happen. They need to when they write a, a Islamic will, a Sharia compliant will, okay? Because she's Muslim, right? Mm-hmm. So when she must write a Islamic 
uh, Sharia compliant wasiat mm-hmm. will, um, and in that will, uh, as long as she writes it, the kids can guarantee if their names are in their will, can guarantee a one third, satu per tiga ah. of her total estate. That they can receive. Ah, okay. So it's uh, still possible. It's still possible uh, as long as you have a wasiat. If mm-hmm. they, she doesn't have a wasiat, Memang then they cannot get anything. Oh man, that's so sad. Yeah. But the thing is, there's another part to it. Um, that's if they, if she writes a will, a wasiat, mm-hmm. the kids, her kids, will get one third. She can appoint. She can list down there. Mm-hmm. One third goes to the kids, right? Right. But another way of getting more to the kids mm-hmm. is if in. Uh, Islamic uh, uh, wasiat writing. There's mm-hmm. one something called hiba. Right. Okay. Hiba is another document separate mm-hmm. from the wasiat. All right. Actually, a lot so of people don't know. It's kind of like this. insurance, is it? Um, not really. It's because it's insurance hiba. In, insurance hiba is uh, insurance and or hiba in general is basically a gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the definition of hiba is gift. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's like a present. Mm-hmm. So in regardless whether insurance or in the in your estate, you can actually hiba. Your anybody that you want to give, mm. whether Muslim or non-Muslim, oh, okay. and hiba nobody can challenge. Ah. So basically, when you in your in your uh, estate distribution or estate planning or will writing for a Muslim, they can also on top of a will they can create another piece of information or document called hiba. Ah, okay. Okay. So in this hiba, they can list down what they want to hiba from their estate. Mm-hmm. To the people that are not Muslims ah, or okay. anybody for that matter, mm-hmm. and nobody can challenge. Okay, okay. So the same thing with insurance, you know, mm-hmm, same thing insurance. Yes. Insurance hiba, you say, right? Right. Basically, so it's, a it's, gift. it's a gift. So you're buying a policy or mm. a certificate, uh, and basically you want to give this as a hiba mm-hmm. to somebody or a charity. Mm-hmm. You can. Awesome, awesome stuff right here. We have more uh, on our final set later on with Joey here. So do stick around. You're listening to KK12 FM. This is KK12 FM. 016-971-7515. If you found this interview interesting and you would like to send in your opinions or ask any questions, please do send your questions there through WhatsApp or a voice note. Once again, 016-971-7515. We have reached the final set of this show here with Asha and Joey here in the studio. And I'm sorry to say this is the final set lagan. Sedih betul. There's so much more I would love to ask you, but this is all the time we have. But before we end things, I want to ask you: At what point should someone start considering writing a will? Sure, it's a very good question. I I believe that everybody, if as long as they have a bank account, mm-hmm. right, um, as little as whatever amount of money is inside, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. You can start writing your will already because the process of claiming that amount of money, uh, whatever small, however small or however big, is you want to make life easier for your next of kin. Mm-hmm. So writing a simple will is doing a good job already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as long as you have a bank account, a car under your name. You should already have a will. Right. Yeah. So something to remember there, guys. So before we end things, are there any important things you want to tell our listeners? Any parting words from you, Joey? I do, I do. Quick one. Um, for one is, I really believe that uh, as long as 
you have family, as long as you have some assets under your name, no matter how small it is, please do your family a favor. It is not we don't we don't buy insurance. We don't do our wills mm -hmm. for our uh, or grow our wealth uh, mm -hmm. uh, entirely for ourselves. Right. So we are, whenever we do something like this, it's always for the people we love mm. and people around us. Yes. So if you want to make life easily for easy for them for them, please consider planning your estate, your insurance. And everything that you that you own, so there's a simple process, a fluid mm. process for them to take it over if yes. something does happen. And you explained just now, you know, the way the way to actually claim something without a will. It's super hard. It's so hard. It's so complicated. There's so much to do, and especially you know, appointing trusted people to help you on it. It would take years. Correct. And kalau kau tidak dapat bayar, you know, bayar hutang, or your house is under the deceased your name, the, the process that goes into it is just so complicated. Correct. So, most important takeaway here is go write that will. Go and write that will. Meet the right people. Mm. Talk to them. Don't feel obligated. Don't feel pressured. Mm -hmm. But be open with them. And you mentioned this also uh, when you were talking about insurance the other day when you were here, uh, when you were on the other uh, on the other end of the phone. You you were saying like be open uh, to receive information. Correct. If someone wants to talk to you about insurance, just go to them. Yep. Jangan fikir macam, you know, it's it's just a, a pyramid scheme or exactly. anything. Exactly. Right. Be open to this because I really believe again that. Um, if you do it properly, um, a lot of things will fall into place. Mm. Uh, don't feel that it's, oh, I've got to spend money for this and so on. No, you've got to do it. Um, uh, don't fear it. Mm -hmm. Enjoy the process, learning. Yes. Whether you do it or not, if the agent is angry at you or the, the will writer is angry at you or disappointed at you for not signing up with them, right. so what? Mm -hmm. It's them giving you information, mm -hmm. you understand it, and you you grow and you spread mm -hmm. that, 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 that information across to mm -hmm. the others. And you are at least 1% smarter than you were an hour ago. Exactly. <laughs> you are right. You are right. Uh, well, anyways, do you have any social media you would like to promote? Uh, any, any pages that you have that you would like to promote? Sure. I got... Uh, well, everybody can uh, look me up uh, on my Instagram. I have... Um, let's see. What's my... My name on Instagram, <laughs> JR Lifesavers. JR Lifesavers with an S. Okay. JR Lifesavers on Instagram and LinkedIn. I am Joseph Raja. Mm -hmm. So do check me out. Let me know if you have any more questions. You can call me as well if you want. 013 <laughs> Wow, okay. So uh, let me repeat that. Life Savers. JR Life Savers. Correct. All right. Thank you so much, Joey, for taking time off your Sunday to be here with me in the studio. You're welcome. And you're actually my first guest after a long, uh, after a long time right. since the MCO. So thank you so Happy much for be being here. here. And I'll see you again next time. Bye, you Joey. Bye-bye. <laughs> Broadcasting from Kota Kinabalu, this is KK12 FM 89.5.